Get ready. You're listening to Give God 90 live. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Thursday night. Thank you for joining us. And as people start tuning in, turning on, whenever you happen to be here listening to us, I know for uh, some of the ones who listen later, having us go over, or having me go over the, the stuff as people join to welcome and all that kind of stuff might seem a little boring, but they appreciate it. So um, we'll see who pops up here in just a couple of minutes couple of things. Don't forget, we're on not only on Facebook, we're on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform. We're on the web at GiveGod90.com. Um, where else? I don't know where all... We're everywhere. Everywhere. We're everywhere. <laughs> um, there's also a couple of books you can, can obtain from your favorite uh, bookseller. And that's uh, Tradition to Truth and God's Universe, God's Rules. Tradition to Truth, very entry level, kind of kind of get you into what we're talking about sometimes what we're thinking about god's universe god's rules actually goes in a little more depth and detail and that's because people wanted it so they got depth and detail Uh, hopefully that's going to be the only two but that's yet to be determined so we'll see um before we get into really what i really want to talk about today there's a couple of things uh, I saw today that need to be addressed. One, I actually posted on the Give God 90 site, and that is uh, the, the people are starting to get brave. Okay, the, the people who stand against the Almighty are really starting to get brave. They are pushing for pedophilia as a natural uh, sexual orientation. So if that happens, uh, you won't be able to protect your children because it's just natural. It's just the way it is. You won't be able to stop it. You won't have anything. So you got to stop it now before it becomes legal, especially in the United States, because what happens in Europe can stay in Europe. They don't really want it, but there's people over there promoting it. And it began, I believe, in Germany just a couple of weeks ago was the first person who actually spoke out openly uh, at a forum for this. Now, one of the listeners for Give God 90 has been involved in... Hey, there's Sean. Uh, Hi, Sean. She's been involved uh, in the medical field and in the counseling field for over 51 years now. And she would be, I think, I don't think I'm putting words in her mouth when I say she would be one of the first people to say this is not a natural sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Several months ago now, we talked about polyamory. Uh, which is different than being married to more than one person. This is actually being sexually active with several people, and everybody knows each other. 
it, it's kind of like a uh, it's kind of like a weird orgy type situation. You can have three or four people involved, and and it's just kind of weird. Yeah, I don't. Mm-mm. I I wouldn't go for that either. I don't think. You know, I don't know. Hi, Sean. But you know, it's just the way life is, right? Mm-hmm. Because in, and I have to kind of chuckle at some of the people who says, "Oh, it would have been so wonderful to live in those biblical times." <laughs> you know what? You're living there. Okay, you are living in the biblical times. How's it feel? Because those folks were going through the same kind of things we're going through, right? Right. Everything's there. Remember, as in the days of Noah, mm-hmm. you know, people were doing this and doing that, and doing other things. Um, I, I said to you, we were on our way home the other night. You know, imagine, you know, we th- we think about John and how he was exiled to the island of Patmos, and I said, think about this. Being exiled right now in today's world, being exiled to an island might not be all that bad, okay? I'm just saying, just saying. Mm -hmm. Being exiled to an island might not be all that bad. But anyway, keep all those things in your prayers. Uh, The other thing, uh, I had a couple people ask, yes, we survived Hurricane Isaias, Isaias, however you say it, I don't know. Terrible with names. Um, we did have some, eh, a little bit of roof stuff going on, but nothing really drastic. Uh, some limbs down, but that yeah, we made out really, really well compared to a lot of people. Yes, we did. Uh, we were very blessed through that. Nothing tremendously great, and uh, you know, it was just it was it was a nasty storm around here. We had uh, what four, five, six tornado things going on mm-hmm. not right in our area but not very far from us either so right. that was all happening so you know as all that was going on it was it was an interesting morning but believe it or not the, the most damage we got didn't occur during the storm it, it was, was after, after it was after it passed as it was making its way north um we uh <laughs> I, I went out and everything was fine, and then as the storm started by, they had this steam jet thing going on, and and it was it was just kind of a weird thing because the wind changed directions really really quickly, mm-hmm. and and that's what kind of turned some trees around and did some weird stuff. But you know, it, it's not a big deal here, uh, so that wasn't a big deal. The other thing, another listener to to give God ninety and a very good support of Give God 90, had a grandson that was injured, so prayers for Leo as he um, yes. recovers from a, you know, he's a two-month-old that, that uh, had like a mother's worst nightmare. You know, she turned her back for about two seconds, and the, the two-year-old picked up the two-month-old, mm-hmm. and bad things kind of happened. So prayers for that yes. young child. Okay, so as we get started... What are you worth? You know, this this question always comes up. Well, I feel worthless, right? I, I just don't feel worthy. Well, there's a big difference between feeling worthy and being worthless. One's actuality, the other's just kind of emotion. But we're going to go a different route, okay? We're, we're going to look at this the way Scripture tells us you know, let, let's keep things real because, let's face it, we have to live in the real world, right? We, mm-hmm. We're not out there in some fantasy island land. We have to deal with what we have to deal with. 
So when we think about what we're worth or what someone else is worth, several things come to mind. I hope. You know, what are we worth maybe as an employee? What are we worth maybe as an employer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how much should we get paid to do our job? How much do we pay somebody to do, to do our job, to do their job? Then there's what are we worth as a person? Have you ever heard, uh, and, and maybe this is just a good old Sussex County expression, but he ain't worth two cents, or he's not worth powder enough to blow him up? You know, that's, that's a good old Sussex County expression, I imagine. But what, if, what are we worth as a person? Do we have a good reputation? Um, can other people really actually depend on us to keep our promise? That is a value of worth. Is our word really our bond? If I say I'm going to do something, do I do it? Uh, one of the things that I, I keep telling people about raising children, consistency. You have to be consistent. That's right. If you tell that person, that young person, that young child that you are uh, supposed to have some care over or supposed to be, be bringing up, if you tell that young child that you're going to spank them, you spank them. If you tell them you're going to take them to get ice cream, you take them to go get ice cream. Mm-hmm. You be consistent. That way they know that not only can they believe that you're, you're promising them something and you're going to do it, but because you've done it now, you are instilling trust in that person. You're actually making sure that what you say is what you're going to do. That also works with other people around you. They don't have to be family. If you tell somebody you're going to do something and you go do it, you know, that means that they can trust you. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes a long, long way. Um, you know, how do we see others? Do we see them as worthwhile or do we see them as worthless? You know, how you answer those questions. Uh, you, what you do may actually be different you know, what you think you would do might actually be different, is how I should say that, than what you do do sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, do we associate with people who keep their promise? Are we making sure that we're hanging around the right people, right? Are we making sure that we are, are spending our most valuable asset, our time, making sure that the people that we are around are trustworthy? Um... You know, let's, let's look at what Scripture tells us. And I'm going to go ahead back here and use the International Children's Version. We're going to look at Deuteronomy 24, uh, verses 6 through 14. If you want to start there, it ends right there. A, a man might owe you something, but you do not take his two stones for grinding grain, not even the upper one, in place of what he owes. This is how he makes his living. A man might kidnap a fellow Israelite. He might make him a slave or sell him. The kidnapper must be killed. You must get rid of the evil among you. Be careful when someone has a harmful skin disease. Do exactly what the priests, the Levites, teach you. Be careful to do what I have commanded them. Remember what the Lord your God did to Miriam on your way out of Egypt. You might make a loan to your neighbor, but don't go into the house to get something in place of it. Stay outside. Let the man himself go in and get what he promised you. A poor man might give you his coat to show he will pay the loan back, but don't keep his coat overnight. 
Give his coat back to him at sunset. He needs this coat to sleep in. He will thank you, and the Lord your God will see that you have done a good thing. Do not, don't cheat a hired servant who is poor and needy. He might be a fellow Israelite, or he might be a foreigner living in one of your towns. Pay him each day before sunset. He is poor and needs the money. Otherwise, he may complain to the Lord about you, and you will be guilty of sin. Oh, wow. Now, there's a whole lot to take in in, in those few verses about uh, worth, right? Mm-hmm. And value that we're going to get to here in a little bit. Because <clears throat> they're two different things. Now, if somebody owes you something... Bible says you don't need collateral. His word should be enough. But there's a problem, right? Because not everybody is going to be bound by this covenant that Moses wrote in Deuteronomy. This mm-hmm. is really for the people who uh, say, Yep, God, you're the creator of the universe. I want to be uh, one of your people so that you can. Be, I can be your people. You can be my God. I'm going to do exactly the things you tell me to do. Right? So, with all of that, with all of that, now we have these things that are laid out. If if he's a, a true believer, he's bound by the covenant, then you can take his word for it that he's going to pay you back. Till till then, till something changes, and says, you know what? Somebody who kidnaps somebody else, <laughs> and, and we can get, it doesn't matter whether you're an adult, doesn't matter whether you're a child, you uh, are to be killed because we don't want that kind of person in the kingdom. No. More on that in just a moment, too. I believe I've included that in, in here. Um, you know, Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're following the instructions. The priests were there to be the example to the example. They were there to make sure everybody was following the instructions, doing the things they were supposed to be doing. And it goes right back again to, you know, if you loan somebody money and he's poor... You make sure that you take care of the poor. You've got to take, you've got to make sure that everything is, is lined up the way I say it, it should be, because if you don't, you know, the Almighty might hear about it, right? <laughs> and you'll be guilty. Mm-hmm. So, all of those things in Deuteronomy uh, looks at the worth of people and the value of people. Either way, either either way, uh, what they should be doing what they should be worth. They should be trustworthy. <clears throat> now, the same thing is sort of repeated in Leviticus 19, uh, 11 through 16. You want to read that section? You must not steal. You must not cheat people. You must not lie to each other. You must not make false promises by name. If you do that, you will show that you do, don't respect your God. I am the Lord. You must not cheat your neighbor. You must not rob him. You must not keep a hired worker's salary all night until morning. You must not curse a deaf man. You must not put something in front of a blind person to make him fall. But you must respect your God. I am the Lord. Be fair in your judging. You must not show special favor to poor people or great people. You must be fair when you judge your neighbor. You must not spread false stories against other people. You must not do anything that would put your neighbor's life in danger. 
I am the Lord. Again, it, what value, what worth do we put on other people? What, what do we put on ourselves? How do we compare how our Creator values us as to what we're worth? In Isaiah 43, 1-4, we read, This is what the Lord says, The one who created you, Jacob. He's talking to the house of Israel here, right? Uh, and the one who formed you, do not fear, I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. I will be with you when you pass through the waters and when you pass through the rivers. The, um, I'm sorry, I will be with you when you pass through the waters, and when you pass through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. You will not be scorched when you walk through fire, the flame will not burn you. For I, Jehovah, your God, the Holy One of Israel, and your Savior, give Egypt as a ransom for you. Cush and Sheba, in your place. Because you are precious in my sight and honored, I love you. I will. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. I will give people in exchange for you and nations instead of your life. What he's saying? The people who... Hey, there's Jay. just popped up. What Hi, he's Jay. actually saying is... Kathy. Guess what? If, if you've are bound by my covenant and and you are one of my people and I am your God the folks who aren't I'll exchange them for you I will gladly exchange them for you I will I will drop down nations and wipe them off the face of the earth for you how's that for being valuable in the eyes of hey there's Colleen how's that for being valuable in the sight of the Almighty he is willing if you accept him and his ways and his instructions he says i will just wipe out nations and clear nations off the face of the earth all for you our creator is is of course talking to israel and everybody who's part of that group he just thinks is outstanding how how can you get any better when he says what he's going to do and it's it, you know it's like look if you're mine you're mine Whatever it takes, I will do what I need to do to make sure you are safe and you are protected. Okay. There's a difference between value and worth, right? God values us. Our Creator says you are valuable. In fact, in Exodus uh, 19, He says, If you hear my voice and do what I tell you, you will be a precious or peculiar treasure to me. That treasure He holds in His hand. He doesn't let them go. Mm -hmm. The only thing that the Almighty ever holds in His right hand is that that, uh, book of life that we often talk about. So when Jesus, when Yeshua sends out the 70 later, stick with me for my Jewish listeners because you're going to enjoy this. When He sends out the 70 later on, okay? In Matthew chapter 10, he says, look, don't take a bag for the road. Don't take an extra shirt. Don't take sandals. Don't take a walking stick. Don't, just don't take anything with you because a worker is worthy of his food. Now, Luke, he records it a little bit of a different way. Luke tells us, uh, you know, you stay in the same house. You eat and you drink what they offer you. Now, he's not sending them out to the Gentiles yet, right? Mm-hmm. He's sending these folks to other Jewish people. Okay, they're they're going to be among uh, Israelites, so they're not going to be offered any food that they can't eat here. All right, so want to make sure of that. 
He says, look, you, you eat what they eat, you drink what they work, or, or uh, you drink what they drink, because the worker is worthy of his wages. Now we're talking about worth, right, as opposed to value. Mm-hmm. Paul tells Timothy in 1 Timothy 5, the elders who are good leaders should be considered worthy of an ample honorarium, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, don't muzzle an ox while it's trading out the grain, and the worker is worthy of his wages. Now, we just saw that in Leviticus and in Deuteronomy. Now, let's pretend for a moment. Let's, let's play the what-if game, okay? We're going to play what-if. What if, uh, <laughs> what if you have the ability to pay someone what you believe they're worth? How would you how would you decide what they're worth? How much would you pay somebody who serves you in some capacity? It is someone who maybe if you're out to to eat in a restaurant, is the person who brings you the food to your table more worthy, more worthwhile? More valuable, maybe. I don't want to use that word valuable right there. Mm. But do they deserve more wages than the person who cooks the food? Mm. Ah, that's a tough one. That's a tough question, ain't it? Because I know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know both, both aspects yeah. of that one. <laughs> How about this? If you call, what is it, Uber today? Or Lyft or a taxi, I don't care. Is the person who drives you somewhere more valuable to you or more worthy of your of your money? Is that person worth more than the person who helped build the car? Got to think about these things, mm-hmm. right? Is the person here's an easy one? I hope is the person who makes you laugh really more valuable to you, more worthy of your money and your time? than the nurse who helps to take care of you? Ooh, I don't think so now. I'm going to start stepping on some... Uh, let's see, Kathy's watching this too. She joined. I see... Uh, um, think about this. Is the person who entertains you, do they deserve more of your dollars than a nurse who helps heal you? Got to think about these things, right? Now, if you had the authority to pay a very talented athlete, what would their wages be? You're right, Jay. They're, you know, is, is a, a doctor more valuable than a car mechanic? Don't know. See, that's, that should be up to mm-hmm. you to decide. But if you had the authority to pay a very talented athlete, what would their wages be? Is somebody who gets paid to play a game, no matter how great the player is, even if you could pay Michael Jordan, okay? If you had to pay Michael Jordan, is he more valuable than the person who teaches your children in school? Mm, no, no way. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that everyone should receive equal pay. All right, that, that's not what I'm talking about here because there are different skills, different talents. Get into more of that in a second. But what I do want to to think about is why do we place a higher value on people who entertain us, mm-hmm. other rather than the people who serve us? 
you know, why do we place such little emphasis on the people who do the jobs we don't really want to do? You know, we had had a crew here today patching the roof, and it, and it's needed it for a while. That didn't really come from the hurricane at all. Now, I could do that job. I used to do that job. In fact, I have put the roof on this house when I was much, much, much younger. Um, That's the key. <laughs> but, but now, you know, I, I don't know if it's me getting older, but I think this house has gotten taller. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I really do. I think this house has gotten taller. Because it takes me a lot longer to crawl up that ladder than it used to. But it, so it's, it's worth it to me. Mm -hmm. It's it, it it's the, you know the the guys that did that they're worthy of their money. Okay, let's just put That's it that it. way. They they're worthy of their money. Now some jobs require more training than others, like you know mechanics or doctors, nurses. Um, but there's other jobs that require different skills, right? Mm -hmm. Teachers require a different skill than a police officer, and a soldier requires a different skill than. I don't know, a piano player. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, Kathy, I didn't know that. So what we're, what we're looking at here, what we're looking at here is not only how we value people, but how we think about what people should be getting paid, right? Because if a workman's worthy of his wage, well, what's worthy? What wage is he worthy of? Is a is a master chef worth more? Should a master chef get paid more than somebody who just flipped burgers at like a McDonald's? Well, probably because that master chef has some schooling behind him. He knows mm -hmm. uh, what's going on, and he, he should know he or she should know um, exactly what what foods complement other foods and how mm -hmm. to properly proportion and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, they should be they should be worth more. Right. Pay scale wise. Right. Okay? See, value and worth are not always equal. Can you have you know, somebody who flips burgers more valuable of a person than a master chef? No. Yes you can. Because value and worth. Just because oh, one gets yes. paid different right. are are they a better person is what I'm asking. Can can okay. can they be a better person? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So if if uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name played on House now. Anyway, you know he he was a his bedside manner was terrible. Nobody would hire him as a doctor, but he was a brilliant. The writers portrayed him as a brilliant doctor, right? He could solve. He could he could have had a cure for coronavirus in an hour, right? <laughs> I mean, let's face it. House could have he could have. We'd have been done over, over this long time ago. We'd have had it fixed. But that was a fictional TV show. But there are people in the world like that. Very, very brilliant at what they do. Mm -hmm. But their value as a person, because you know they may be smart, they may be intelligent, they may be educated beyond all belief, but if they can't convey information in, in a fashion that people can't accept in a friendly way, you can't trust that person, are they really valuable? Well, you know what? If they follow the covenant, they would be. Right? So yeah, you can have a master chef who gets paid more 
but less valuable than somebody who flips burgers. You know, some workers uh, who do the same job are not always paid the same because some are more valuable than others. They're more trustworthy. You know, uh, I can remember several people in the MacGyver. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Jay. You're showing your age too, aren't you? <laughs> Although they just started a new MacGyver a couple years ago, so this next generation is going to know a little bit about. Uh, but but the couple of shows I watched, the new one's not as good as the old one. It, it really isn't. You know, that uh, Richard Dean Anderson, he played a good part in that. Um, <laughs> some workers are doing the same job, but one's more valuable than the other. And and I. I know a couple of of people through the years, or have known a couple of people through the years, where one person, even though he wasn't as skilled as another, that's the person you wanted because you knew you could trust him. You know, you you knew when you sent him somewhere, did you turn that circuit breaker off? <laughs> Kathy just said on uh, uh, Facebook, yeah, I remember MacGyver. I'm still young. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> well, me too, but, you know, I know how old I am. I know how old you are too. <laughs> but, you know, when you have somebody you can trust and, and you send them to do a job, did you turn that circuit breaker off? Well, yeah. You can trust that they turned that circuit breaker off and you can probably reach in that box and work on it without fear of, of being electrocuted, right? But somebody else... Yeah, maybe not so much. And I've known folks like this. And you hit the nail right on the head, Jay, because I'm getting ready to get there right now. Jehovah thinks his his people are worth his son's life. Guess what? That's hitting the nail on the mm-hmm. head because what's it say? It he, when the Almighty says, "I will, I I will trade." people for you, I will trade nations for you. He's not talking about somebody that doesn't know him. He's not talking about somebody that hasn't accepted him. He's not talking about somebody who's just out there doing their own thing. You've got to be part of that covenant. You've got to be part of that accepted group. You've got to be one of the ones who say, yes, I believe. Yeah, I know I need to do better. And you know what? We're going to work on that. Mm -hmm. Because as long as you're working on it, as long as you're listening, as long as you're hearing, as long as you're trying... He knows you ain't going to get it right, right? I mean, he knows you're going to mess up. He knows you're going to mess up. And and the really weird thing about that is he don't care. He does, but he doesn't. You know, he's like, you know what? You fell down. Let's pick you up, dust you off, keep on going. Don't forget, don't trip. Don't forget, you know, left foot, right foot. Left foot, right foot. If you got to keep saying that, you just keep saying that, right? But he's willing to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeremiah says, you know, when you mess up, let's sit down and talk about this. I think that's in Jeremiah chapter 1, by the way, if you want to look that up. So that's where all that comes from. So let's think about that. If, if a worker is worth his wage, okay, we can also say that the person is the one who determines what the wage is, right? Mm -hmm. Because in the United States and in many other developed countries, we have an opportunity. We can either, if we're offered a job, we can either accept that job at the wage that person's willing to pay, 
or we don't have to. You know what? There's other jobs to be done. There's lots of jobs to be done. Because our Creator gives each and every one of us certain skills that we are to use to benefit the people around us. And when we use those skills to benefit the people around us, then we are blessed in return. You know, even if our skills don't seem to need special training or we might be doing one of those jobs nobody wants to do, and I've done those jobs that nobody wants to do, right? We're still, we can still be valuable. We can still be valuable. You know, we may not be able to put a lot of money in the bank, but if you're willing to use your skills to f- and follow the Creator's instructions, you're always going to have what you're going to need. You know, the world chooses to place more value on people who entertain us. You know, they want to look up to these uh, uh, celebrities. They want to look up to certain sports figures. They want Some people even want to... And, and here lately, I think I can group politicians into the people who want to entertain us because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying... They are entertaining you for your vote. Trust me on this. They are entertaining you for your vote. That's right. But the world doesn't want to live in reality. The world wants to take place in in this fantasy world that they want to establish. Their desire is to escape from the reality. That's why you see all the drug problems. That's why you see uh, all of the uh, the the free sex problems, right? All the I should say all the problems associated with free sex. That that's better English. But then again, I'm from Sussex County, so. I can. I, I, that's my license to speak bad English. <laughs> so, when the just because the world sees things one way, all right, believers on the other hand should place value on the people who serve us above the people who entertain us, because we live in the real world. We know. <laughs> we know that the people who entertain us. We don't really need, but we need the people who serve us. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it. Do you really, now the people in the United States, the majority of the people in the United States today have somebody comes around once or twice a week in a big truck, right? And they take that nasty, stinky garbage and they put it in that big truck and it goes away, mm-hmm. right? Well, do you want to do that job? There's people out there that do it and enjoy it. That's their skill. And I'm not I'm not downing that. I'm saying, thank God they are there. Mm-hmm. That's it. Do you want to go to jail? Do you voluntarily want to go to jail every day? And I'm not downing these people either. I used, to, I used to work with a couple of them. They're great folks. But it takes a very special person to be a prison guard. Because you've got to be willing to walk into jail every day. You've got to be willing to put yourself in jail every day. Think about that. Think about that. You know, the people who serve us do us so much of a favor. It doesn't matter whether they're bringing food to your table. It doesn't matter whether it's a nurse who who is bandaging up something a doctor just stitched up. It doesn't matter if it's a mechanic who's just worked on your car. It doesn't matter if it's that valet guy who, who just parked your car so you didn't have to walk five miles to get to where you're going. Those folks serve us. 
They really, really, really do. Don't get caught up in the world's view. Okay? Let me, let me ask this. Who is worth more? A wife or a mother? The pay is about the same, though, right? <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Pay is about the same. But who determines the worth? The one who benefits. Husbands? Think about that. Do you benefit from what your wife does? You, de- you determine her worth. We'll talk about this later. Because <laughs> I already know you're spoiled. <laughs> you know, children, and, and I am probably going to be speaking to adult children, okay? How do you value, or how, what's your mother worth? Now, I know some are going to be worth more than others because there are some people, some parents out there who are terrible parents. That's a, that's a story from another time. I'm talking about uh, what I want to concentrate on here is mothers who actually did a, a good job, okay? Because um, the, the others, that's for a different time. So, adult children, what was your mother worth? What was your father worth? What's your heavenly father worth? Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you can't ever pay him back. Guarantee you can't pay him back. Is the person who grows your food worth more than the person who cooks your food? Spending almost 30 years production agriculture, I would say, yeah. <laughs> the person who grows your food is worth more than the person who cooks it. Trust me, it's a tougher job sometimes. But then again, the person who cooks it, if it's a master chef or you know one of these... I shouldn't say master. If he's a real chef, not just somebody who's flipping burgers, that person deserves a good paycheck because they they've got to know what they're doing. You know, if they put something together that makes you sick, that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, don't forget all that. You can determine your worth, but more importantly, you can determine your value. Who determines your value? Who is the one who ultimately determines your value? You're right, Jay. This is like asking how much real friends are worth, and they are absolutely priceless. Mm -hmm. The one who determines your value is you. And that value is, the price of that value is between you and your creator. Absolutely every time. Here's where I want to end this one. Okay? No entertainer, nobody who entertains us, in my opinion, and it should be your opinion too, should be paid an excessive amount. I don't care how skilled they are. They may be the greatest ball player in the world. Michael Jordan made a lot of money. And he spent a lot of time practicing. He spent a lot of time. He put a lot of years in, a lot of work, and a lot of effort in. Right? Yes, he did. Is he... Should his time and the way he entertained us be so much economically more substantial than the person who does the job you don't want to do, the person who takes away your garbage, the person who cleans your sewer, the nurse that bandages your wounds, the doctor, the mechanic, are things so out of whack 
and so out of line mm -hmm. that the world turned upside down a long time ago before we knew it. Definitely. Because, let's face it, folks, when we started putting more emphasis on using sports to get people out of poverty instead of education to get people out of poverty, we reduced the value of humanity. Now, that's a scary thing to think about. When you reduce the value of humanity, you're reducing the very people who are created in the image of the Almighty. That's right. You're reducing the value. You're reducing the negotiating power you have with the Almighty. Let's think about that. The next time you want to uh, go to the movies... You know, you might want to look at the price of that ticket and say, is it really worth it? Is it really worth how much it took me to get this to add to somebody else's bottom line? And I'm not talking about the guy that owns a movie theater. I'm talking about the guy standing in front of the camera who's mm -hmm. paid to lie to you. Because he that's what he is. He's a professional liar. He's, he's portraying something he isn't. I don't care who it is is the person, no matter how skilled they are, worth, what, $100 million a year is the average price of a ball player now? A professional ball player? A good one, right? I'm just going to throw that number out. Is, is somebody who plays a game worth more than a million dollars a year? Not to me. Especially when they want to... I'm not going to go down that road. I'll be here for don't, another don't, hour. Don't go that <clears throat> But especially when they want to <laughs> kneel, I'm not watching it. I don't need you. I need the person who cooks for me. Mm -hmm. I need the person who can fix my roof. I need the person who can do the things that either I don't know how to do or can't do. Yeah. You know, even a surgeon can't operate on himself. Right. So think about that. Think about that. As you think about because people start to get tight with money. Use it wisely. Use it wisely. Pretend for a moment that you have... <laughs> Jay's telling me to calm down. <laughs> Pretend for a moment that you have the authority to pay somebody what they're worth. Because that workman really is worth the wage that you're willing to pay them. Mm -hmm. They really, truly are. But your value, that's between you and your creator. So you can determine that value. Did you have anything else you wanted? To, no? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I certainly appreciate it. I went a little longer than I expected I was going to go tonight. I did not intend to take that much time, but you know what? I got on a roll and I knew it was going to be, so there we are. Appreciate everyone's time, everyone's great comments. Yes, Thank you all for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Don't forget to hit those likes buttons and share buttons yes. and all those good things. You started to say something, I cut you off. Good night, all. <laughs> good night, everyone. We really appreciate all of you. Thank you. Thank you.